This is what they call in the business a cold opening. I don't know why they call it a cold opening. It's the same temperature as it always is. I guess it's because like there's no music to warm you up and there's no excitement or fanfare to really get you going and get you excited about what you're about to listen to. That's neither here nor there. My story begins with my name. That's weird. But I need to introduce myself. I'm Steve Glosson. I'm the host of Geek Out Loud. Your safe place to geek out. It used to be the official podcast of geekoutonline.com, but let's face it, I'm too lazy to keep a blog going. This little journey started because I got tired of all the negativity about everything I enjoyed on the internet, from Star Wars to X-Men 3. I knew it was time for a voice to step up and just say, hey, I liked it. And hopefully I'd have some fun along the way. Man, I used to be able to pimp out this podcast. Everywhere I went, I would tell people, hey, have you heard Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com? People would say no, and I would show them. I'd go in an Apple store and leave as many computers as I could at geekoutpodcast.com or geekoutonline.com. One day, I emailed Derek Russell at Starkville House of Ale, and I told him maybe one day we could be friends. I only said this because... Well, he had a section on his website that said Friends of Shoe, which is what you get when you take the initials of Starkville House of L. And Derek responded, he'd listened to one of my shows and he liked it and we began to talk and who knew? No one could have imagined the friendship that would be born. I just said maybe one day we could be friends. And it happened. We're friends. We're more than friends. We're podcasting partners for life. We started a podcast together. It was called Sky Next. It was about this show about robots that came from the future to the past, really our present, their past, to, to kill a kid who was going to one day lead a resistance to stop all the robots. It's a flawless plan. Until it wasn't flawless. Man, that show got crazy. The Terminator show, not Skynex. Skynex took a while to find its to find its feet, and it did one night. We had two shows to do. We had Starkville House of L and a Skynex to record, and so we did it late at night because that was the only time we, we had time. We got silly. We got the gigglies. And this guy named Ace didn't like us very much. I guess you could say we fell in love with recording late at night that time. And we did it as often as we could after that. It just seemed to be the perfect time. We were just lightheaded and tired enough to have a good time, and, and we still had our wits about us enough to try to pull off a good show. Oh, there were some incidences. <laughs> Hex was one of them. Shoe 100 was another. We got crazy up in that joint. So it was that when Derek came to Geek Out Loud with me, we were kind of doing things in the afternoon, having a good time, and but we both longed for that late-night recording session one more time. And we did it. And well, 
That's why you're getting a cold opening right now. Because quite frankly, I don't know what's about to happen. Somewhere in there, there's an interview with James Arnold Taylor. He's the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi on The Clone Wars. And really kind of more fascinating to me, he's the official voice of Fred Flintstone. There's our obligatory Muppet talk. And I don't know what else happened. It's a journey worth taking again, and so I will. I'll take it with you if you'll let me. And maybe we'll make some sense out of a late night derailing by Derek and Steve. This is where we've said now, traditionally, cue the music. So I will say, cue the music. Oh, not that music. That music's a little too ordinary for what's about to happen. So, how about cue this music? On this episode of Geek Out Loud, it's a completely crazy episode recorded late at night. And, um, well, we try to make it through. There is an interview with James Arnold Taylor. There's some Muppet talk. I think there was an email, and somewhere things broke out into a live show spontaneously. And I'm about to cough. (coughs) Yeah, it's that kind of show. On this, your safe place to geek out, this is the Geek Out Loud podcast. The show started out like any other that night. Well, it started out kind of like this, in fact. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. This is your safe place to geek out. Place is, of course, French for place. Hey. Hey, look at there. I I don't think that's true, to be honest with you. Uh, Well, to each his own. (laughs) Yes. I'm Steve Glosson. The actual translation was lost hundreds of years ago. <laughs> um, and and you are? Buck Thompson. Buck Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. He's not Buck Thompson. He's Derek Russell. And um, as you'll hear, he keeps up this whole Buck Thompson thing for a good little while. Makes for a good bit, but I'm worried about him. This is, you're Derek Russell. I had my Adam's apple enlarged. You... <laughs> or I am Buck Thompson. I'm still dealing with throat crap. I can still, uh, hold up. I do what? Huh? See, I'm Buck. Yeah, you're Derek. I, I bet I even make you laugh more 
than than Derek does, and therefore oh, making Lanta. me fuck. I guess I should give you fair warning. You'll hear me say "Oh my Lanta" a lot in this episode. In fact, in case you miss it, I'll make sure to put this in. You're not supposed. Listen, you can't. Okay, stop. What? Stop. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. What am I doing? Stop. What is it? Pooping. Um. (laughs) Let me see. Let here look. What? This is what I want you to understand. This is how we. Um. This is how you were described on another podcast just this week. The cult fighting, pyramid scheme exposing, podcasting partner for life, Derek Russell. And. And and you came on the Big Honkin' Show this past Saturday morning. But I want to be Buck. You're not Buck. Buck's cooler than me. You're cool. I like Buck. You, I like you. I like Buck. I like mm. Buck too. Buck's a good friend. Buck too. Buck and Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Buck too. Blah blah Boogaloo. <laughs> you be careful. You be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> or you could really mess that up. That's right. Yeah. Looks good. Uh, we've decided to turn against you. I know, man. Like you guys completely turned on me and broke me Saturday morning. It was ridiculous. We have a new show coming out. What's it going to be called? The Buck and Derek Show. <laughs> you can't actually. That's actually how it reads. You can't just call it the Buck and Derek. Okay. That's not the name of it. You have to actually when you refer to it. What do you listen to? The, the Buck, Buck and Derek Show. Okay. Kind of anticlimactic. Can I come on that? Well, we'll see. Okay. If wow. there's time. Okay. <laughs> You mean you wouldn't go an extra hour for me? We gotta. We really have to promote a lot of buck two bucket boogaloo. It's, it's, it's real big right now. You mean the blah blah boogaloo? The blah blah boogaloo. I'm <laughs> blah blah gloss. <laughs> References people won't get. Sure they will. Just go back and listen to the big honking show from this past week. So. All ten of you. No, yes, all ten of you in the chat. No, seriously, if you're listening to this right now, go listen to the big honking show because it's way better than Geek Out Loud. Oh no, man, this is my home. But it's you and Buck. Don't crap on my home, sir. I'm not. But I mean, it, like if you could bring Buck here, then you would. The circle would be complete. And now, but but Buck's not. He doesn't. We go to places that Buck can't go. Crystal. Um. Okay. Fair enough. I'm. Buck I mean, like go to Crystal. I mean, like in our conversation. I mean, if he's making it to your house on Saturday mornings, he's probably passing right by the Crystal. No, no, because he's coming from the other way, opposite direction. Yeah. Vidalia, Baxley, no, Baxley. Mm-hmm. Baxley. That's. Yeah. I remember. That's left. Right. Left. No, right. Correct? Indeed. Okay. Um, he, you go out of your house and you turn left and there's backslash. Truth. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, it's not right there. You have to drive about 15 minutes. No, it's left there. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, what a corny joke to make me laugh. Um, on location shooting buck two, buck and boogaloo. <laughs> on location in Baxley, Georgia? Well, I, the the taxes aren't as high there. Right, right, right. What I hear. Well, they've got a nuclear power plant as well. I got nothing. Um, my name's Buck. <laughs> my, <laughs> no, you're not Buck. I'm you, him tonight. No for the purpose of this show. <laughs> you don't derail this podcast, sir. I, I mailed him my social security card. He I said good is. day. I, I, I am Buck. <laughs> for I am Buck. You're not Buck. I do what? No. Uh-huh. Um, God, it's it's a, it's a knee jerk reaction. Oh, you remember that time we did that thing in 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 Hazelhurst? Yes, I'm Buck. No, you're not. What? 
<laughs> by that logic. Because <laughs> you remember it, and I was there, so I'm fucked. But no, you did that as Derek. Uh, I've never been to Derek's. Never been to Hazel. Yes, he has. Mm, I'm Crevice. No, you're not Crevice. Uh, nobody's Crevice. No, Crevice, you're Crevice is Crevice. Crevice doesn't exist. Okay, let. <coughs> I'm fucked. Okay, so everyone who's like listened to the first five minutes of this show and been like, "What in the world is going on?" Truth. Marijuana. No. Not at uh, all. Fuck. No, you're not fuck. The truth is, uh, Derek did make an appearance on the Big Honkin' Show. He did. Week. We were so glad to have him on. Oh, my Lanta. Don't play this role. Method. I said good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> he said hey, Can good. we get her back? Uh, <laughs> do we want her back? I, well, Buck would like to. I'd like to have a few words for, with her. No, man. You're not part, Buck. On behalf of Derek. To quit being Buck. Hmm. Okay. Could you tell a rainbow? Hey, stop being a rainbow for a second. Hey, hey, hey. Stop it. I have never heard such language in my entire life. Good day, ma'am. I said good day. All right. Well, there that is. <laughs> Buck Thompson in the house. How's it's not Buck Thompson. Oh, my Atlanta. It's not Buck Thompson. Currently 72 at the station. <laughs> That's my line. It's actually just the date backwards because it's the 27th, but it's 72 at the station. Oh, my goodness. How are we doing this evening? <clears throat> Here on the Geek Out Loud show. The Geek Out Loud, is that what we're doing tonight? We're doing Geek Out Loud, Derek. I just want to make sure. Okay, Derek's okay. here? You're Derek. Where? <sighs> Who's on first? I, I mean, I, I don't know what to do here. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. Here's a spoiler alert for you. When the guys don't know what to do, they sing. The guys. Well, Derek and I. We. I really don't know what's going on. I guess I'll be Derek. Sometimes when we <laughs> talk, <laughs> the honesty is too much. And I have to close, close my, my eyes. eyes and cry. Want to hold you till, you till I die. die. Okay, we've got to do something to pick the pick things up around here. I'm Buck. How's everybody doing? I'm Derek Russell. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you, Derek, for finally tell joining you us. Right now, Steve Lawson. You know what that music makes me want to do? What's that? I want to tell you something very detailed and very important and very to the point. But okay. more than that, I have to tell you. I really hated Doctor Who this season. Oh my Lanta! This and even this music even makes me want to, you know, burn the fire even more. I, I, burn his mother down! Did I you th- turn me off? No, do that. <laughs> I think that um, I'm gonna go back to being Buck. I'm so well. I, well, well. <laughs> You didn't enjoy, so you haven't enjoyed. There's, this. there's, there's one thing you never put in a trap, Derek. Me. Oh, okay. Fuck. Or parentheses. Never put Derek in parentheses. That's right. You are Derek. You've already admitted it. You, you broke it. Time of my life. <laughs> Ever felt this way oh, before? Oh my land! I don't know what's going Can on. We have here. a big hog and Derek dance party. Uh, yeah. Mm. Right now, this minute. You feel like it? The mood strikes you. Um, you got the soundtrack to Buck Two, Buck and Boogaloo by any chance? That movie's great. <laughs> I've got. Uh, I've got it on laser disc. Oh my lanta! 
Um, How's everybody doing in, in Hazelhurst, Georgia tonight, Steve? Paulson? Man, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> weird. I had no idea how weird things were gonna get. Oh man, let me see if I can find there. You're really making me. That's that work, was dangerous. Work for this tonight. It's seventy-two at the station currently. It, dude, don't don't be butt. Please don't be butt. Uh, we've got a commercial break coming up. We're going to come right back after these messages from Benford Tools. What? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> you are just trying to keep you on your toes, man. Keep you on your toes. This is improv. You just got to go with it. Go You're with breaking it. me yet Where's again. Buck? It's Buck. I was told Buck was going to be here. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I came here tonight on the promise that there would be Buck Thompson in the house. I was house. told Buck was going to be. Buck's, uh, Buck's in home. This and... is not my contract. It, uh, you win. You win. Let's talk Muppets. Oh, my Lanta. Let's talk Muppets. They uh, have released. The music? What? Thought we were going with music? No music. I'm, I don't know what to do. It's two hands, Steve. What are you talking about? You got two hands, you got one mouth. Talk Muppets, look for music. Okay, okay I am. I'm looking Good. for music as I talk. Time for num nums and a nap. As I, mm, so tired. Tired. <laughs> I am looking for music as So we saw the Muppet movie today. No. <laughs> and let me tell you, we were wrong for talking up so much for the past six months. Better than Doctor Who. Well, most things are. Mm. Be careful now. What? What? The Whovians are going to come after me? Yes, they are more passionate we than... We can take all the Whovians and all the Clarkers and put them on an island. They're more passionate than the Cloacers, sir. Well, since I'm interrupting things, I might as well tell you what a Cloacer is, or a Clarker. You see, on Smallville, people made shipper names, relationship names, and they wanted Clark to be with Chloe, so they spelled it C-H-L-A-R-K, Clark. A lot of people thought Chloe was Lois, and so they called it Clois. And then you had your people who wanted Clark and Lois to get together because that's the way it happens in the comic books. And um, and they're called Cloacers. So, and, you know, never the twain parties shall meet. And it got a little heated sometime on the old Starkville House of Ale. So heated that uh, one time Edna had to come at some people with a baseball bat. But I digress. Well, there's been a longer... Well, you can't really argue that because Superman's mm-hmm. been around longer than Doctor Who. But Yes, exactly. So, but Chloe is is not Sullivan. Right. The show's over. Why do we keep talking about it? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the harmless hunter. No, no, you, no! You <laughs> wanted a dance party. Oh, I was gonna intro Buck. I thought he was there. No, that's not Buck's intro music. It's the hat you've all been waiting for. It's the- blah blah blah. <laughs> Listen, that hat, that hat is very special to me. I know. That's why I'm introing it. Oh my lanta! Um, there's a proper Derek, place on the show. Yeah, Derek, I'm sorry. Will you yeah. follow? Okay, just follow my lead. Okay, <laughs> let me let me try to take this thing back. All right. All right. Um, can't have it. So the Muppets came out with a new parody trailer. Did we talk about that? No, we, no haven't. we haven't because it's come out since the last episode. Um, there's really dragging their feet. Waka 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 waka. It's a parody of the girl with the green dragon tattoo. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Was that that's too many exactly words? Was that too many words there? The girl with the dragon tattoo, uh, which has a very off-putting trailer with the very awesome music, um, and and it's basically quick cut, quick cuts to the beat of the mute. Mm. Steve, if, if I may, I'd like to take this back for you now. Please do, please, please do. So the Muppets this week released this really great another parody trailer, and they say in the trailer, it's been a while since we've done a parody trailer. Yes. Um, but one really great trailer made us stop dragging our feet. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so if you've seen the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo teaser, which was an amazing teaser, uh, it's been a few months old now, um, cut together with a, ver- a cover of Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song by Trent Reznor. Yes. Which is just a fantastic piece of music in itself, but this cover is awesome, and I don't really like people covering Led Zeppelin. So, for me to say that is a huge honor, I must say. Right. What was that? Um, sorry, that was an ad popping up. Oh. Well, we really are on the radio. Yes. Um. Have you got AccuView open? No. Why are you on the website? Um. Just keep continue, please. Stand ahead, stand ahead, stand ahead. Regardless, Muppets parody trailer. They did one too, and they they're like, you know, we couldn't find the music, so we hired the, this guy to write us a song that was kind of like it, but we had to put him in the movie, and then they show a shot of the. This is the audio from the trailer here. A lot of new footage. Um, there's a few other commercials. There was an Emmy's commercial. I didn't see the Emmy's commercial. Late. The Emmy commercial has Pepe talking. Really? Hmm? So Pepe is in the film and has a, a role. That's good to know. So he tells everybody at the TV spot, he's like, don't tell anyone, okay? Kermit's like, tell everybody. <laughs> it's really quick cuts, but there's so, jello, okay? there's so much in this trailer that they show. And it's quick. Like, there's a scene where Fozzie is like walking it looks like he's on Kermit's shoulders as they're walking into an office yeah and um but you were talking about they said we, we got the guy to we had to let him we had to put him in the movie the guy who wrote the song and they pause the big dance number and they circle somebody random yeah there he is totally worth it I like that they also do Blake Waka. cross promotion Waka. green album Waka Muppet Domination meanwhile seen this the green album Blade cross promotion. Yeah, so really it was the trailer itself is really cool, you know, because like I say, there's so much in there that you can see, you know, though you still don't really have it. It's like the girl with the dragon tattoo t- t- uh, teaser. Thank you. It's no problem. <laughs> what I do. Buck Thompson away. You're not Buck Thompson. Stop with that joke. It's old. I wish I oh, sorry. You don't wow, wish. Really? Me. Steve Lawson tell me a joke so <laughs> Hey, pot, it's kettle. <laughs> You're what? That's the guy that wore the blah, blah, blah hat from 1995 to circa 1997. Oh, no, 1995 to circa 2002. You're not helping your case any. <laughs> <clears throat> Says the uh, guilty guy. So I didn't start that. Um, no, me. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm jumping on me with you now. Oh, giggity! Because <laughs> um. <laughs> touche. Mm, yeah. Because if Derek, if it's one thing I do, I, I self depre- self deprecating humor. You do it pretty well at me too. <laughs> Whatevs. You do. Um, 
you just say whatever? Yeah, can I just say that that's something that has crept into my vocabulary in the past week that I'm not happy about? Something. Stop it. Okay, yes. Okay. Thank you, Bob Newhart. Um, <laughs> you, you know what that is? Yes. Nobody ever knows what that is. Oh, my God. Can we just have a moment here? Sure. How great sure. is this? <laughs> Stop it. I'll bury you in a box. <laughs> okay, listen. I want you, to, I, you don't need to write this down. It's pretty easy to get. I'm so excited you know this. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, man. Um. Nobody ever knows that because nobody watched Mad TV. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fear of being buried alive. Stop it or I'll bury you in a box. <laughs> I have a I have a I have a funny story to tell you about that off air, in fact. Um oh. and oh hold on, let me do this. I'm gonna pause real quick and tell you. On air? Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna pause go. this. I'm gonna pause real quick. Unpause. Here I we command it. Unpause. And we're back. And, and we're back. Bug Thompson here with you. You're not you? stop with that joke. I was really hoping when I came back I'd be Buck Thompson. You've run- <laughs> I was so hoping. <laughs> but yeah, um every time I blink open my eyes again, please let it be Baxley, Georgia. Please let it be Baxley, Georgia. Still still crossing our fingers for that Muppets bootleg, if someone mm. wants to send us that. Um and also, also crossing our fingers for the red carpet premiere. So that's that. But that's you know what? Good. Hopefully the red carpet premiere will actually be a few days before the actual release date. Yeah, it will be. Okay, yeah. good. Because the day the day it's I'm released, I'm sure it'll be at the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles, California. The day, yeah, okay, that means nothing to me. The day it's released, Disney the, owns it. Okay, cool. The day it's released yeah. um, is is the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's stomach stretching day. Yeah, yeah. We need. We, we got to break out the sweats. We have a big thing at our house where we cook meat all day and eat. We cry like women. <laughs> we don't cry like women, but we do eat like men. I do. I cry like women. Elaine, you may know it as Myanmar, but it'll always be Burma to me. Are you an assassin? Are you? <laughs> You're an errand boy oh sent by grocery gosh. clerks to collect a bill. This is officially the most random episode of Geek Out Loud but ever. But isn't it good? And if, even if nobody else thinks so. In, I guess maybe, I'm having fun. Maybe it's cathartic for us. It is catharsisism. 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 And, and the truth is, if I may pull the curtain back, you know, we had Earth. we had some real content for the show. James Arnold Taylor had come on and done an interview. And he's here? No, he's not here right now. Oh. Um, God, you keep pulling this <laughs> curtain back and then taking it away from me. <laughs> Buck Thompson, where? Yeah, he's not here. Oh, crap. <laughs> James um, Arnold Taylor, yes! James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Fred Flintstone. Uh, we, we, the current voice of Fred the, Flintstone. The official. The official voice of Fred Flintstone. I did an interview with him. He was so gracious. We talked for an hour. And Have you had him on before? No, never. No. no. And, and he, he does whose voice on Clone Wars? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Why do I have the feeling you're going to be the death of me? A long time. Does he do the the great dragon thing? Can he? No, no, that's. I don't think. <laughs> um. No, but he did. He he did. Oh. Hmm. No. He, he also does like voice mimicry for trailers and stuff when they're doing looping for like trailers okay. and and um and when they edit movies for like the TV version. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're voice actors. They're actors. They bring him into voice double four, you know, to voice over cuss words and that sort of thing. 
um, and super talented guy. Had such a great time talking to him, and the audio file is screwed up. We're gonna we're gonna fix it. We're we gonna try. We're gonna try. Um, Don't spend a lot of money. Well, as fate would have it, we save the audio and possibly the show because of the audio. So, without further ado, and with no more delay, ladies and gentlemen, the great James Arnold Taylor. Well, we're excited and we're grateful and we're thankful to have uh, on this episode um, one of the greatest voice talents that's out there today. I don't mind telling you, he is the official voice of Fred Flintstone. I mean, that's period. There it is, right there. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is James Arnold Taylor. James, welcome to Geek Out Loud, sir. Oh man, thank you so much. This is now now my life is complete. I'm sure I, it is. I'm sure it is. All fifteen hundred of our listeners will really appreciate you being here and, and saying that. Yes. You're part absolutely. you're now part of the you're now part of what we call the Gold Nation, the Geek Out Loud Nation. So Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was on uh the Star Wars book report a few uh weeks back. Who was that? And now? I was uh, I was saying that, you know, this Star Wars book I don't know if you've heard of this. No, thing, I, 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 I don't now, know that I've ever really Wayne and Jesse, Jimmy, Jim, yeah. I don't know what it, anyways. So I was on there and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm really just auditioning to get on <laughs> Geek Out Loud. And if I can get on Geek Out Loud, then, then everything is okay. And so, uh, no, this is, what a pleasure. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know if your listeners know, you know, that you and I are, are good friends and, and for many years now, or well, for well, a long, like long time. Yes. It, <laughs> it, probably going on two years now, I guess maybe that we've been able to, uh, to chat and, and get to know each other. And it's just so cool to finally be on the show now. So uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you for a long time there. The show was on hiatus as, as I was working some things out, as everyone knows. But uh, uh, when you came back on, and I, and I kind of made the, the commitment, you know, I'm not going to bug James to come on the show. And then, you know, when you got on there with uh, Walt and James or whatever their names are, Walt and Justin, yes. uh, it was just great. So no, nah, they, they were good sports about all that, and I appreciate them doing that. If you haven't heard that, that's a Star Wars book report, starwarsbookreport.com. Uh, James was on with those guys. You know, I mentioned introducing you properly here on the show that you're you're the official voice of Fred Flintstone. Um, yeah, yeah, and, it's pretty weird. Well, it's it's weird when you see you, you know, because <laughs> that's what I mean, because I'm a like like I'm a big guy. That's one of my things, and sure, and and I could totally see someone like me. You know, uh-huh. yabba dabba doing it up, and yep. and 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 when you hear that voice on the Pebbles commercials or wherever you hear it, you don't expect it to be you. You know, you're... five foot four blonde guy that looks like David Spade. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> David Spade about well about, about ten years ago, I should say. David's David's not aged as well as I have. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Did I say that out loud? <clears throat> no, I kid. I kid David Spade, but I, I do that with love. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I mean. Here's the thing. Most of the time I hear you in interviews and stuff, it's very Clone Wars-centric. You, you talk a lot of Obi-Wan. There's a lot of Johnny Test, you know, that, yeah. that I hear you talk about. But, uh, you know, something that never really comes up is this whole Fred Flintstone thing that you do. Is that just, is there, is there like a, is there a kibosh on you doing the voice publicly, or is it just that, no. you know? No, you know what's funny, and I'm glad you brought it up, because I, I do, I was doing an interview earlier today, and I was mentioning it more so, too, because I think that what happens is a lot of kids and all are not privy to Fred Flintstone, really, as much as, you know, I mean, they see him on Boomerang, they see the commercials, but I'll be at, like, a, you know, convention signing autographs or something, or, uh, you know, a, a place where I'm around kids, and I'll say, now, do you know Johnny Test? And they know Johnny Test. And you know Obi-Wan Kenobi? And they know Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then I'll go, do you know Fred Flintstone? And they kind of look at me. And then I go, you know, the big 
caveman guy. And they still kind of like, and then I go, uh, Bonnie, my pebbles. And then they go, oh yeah, that guy, <laughs> you know? So I, I think that some of it is, is that a lot of, it's very sad. It's kind of like me with uh, Johnny Carson, who I just, you know, I'm such a Johnny Carson yeah, fan. And, yeah. and most people go, who's that? And it's like the guy that was on before Jay Leno for 30 years, you know? So <laughs> I, I, some of it is, is that people don't, know who fred is right instinctively you know the younger generation which is just very sad to me yeah although yeah. that will change i guess in the next year because uh coming out in about well or the next two years 2013 seth mcfarland's going to be doing uh his new version of the flintstones seth of course is the guy that does family guy right, and right. all that but um i'm not certain if i will be fred on that uh, um every, people people keep asking me about that and i'm not uh i have not been auditioning for it or anything through them yet but i'm still the official voice i said i just just a couple days ago did some new uh, fruity pebbles commercials and fruit delicious you know <laughs> bon it takes 64 pieces on your tongue you know yeah it's this whole, let me let me fun. let me tell you something about fruity pebbles real quick i love fruity pebbles <laughs> that's probably my favorite cereal in the world um so i don't i'm i don't know if you get paid based on sales but i'm putting some money in somebody's <laughs> pocket with some fruity pebbles no, um, I'm not, but I wish I was. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you you say the official voice of Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Is that like, when you say that, is that official? I mean, I, I don't know how I'm asking that. Yeah. When, I mean, is that no, really, is it a joke yeah. or is it, are you truly the official voice of Fred Flintstone? Yeah, I'm the official guy because and the reason I say it is because, well, let's take, for example, Family Guy. Mm -hmm. um, they've done parodies of the Flintstones on the show, and I was not the voice of Fred on that. Um, a very talented voice actor by the name of Jeff uh, Bergman did the voice there, and Jeff was also the voice of Barney with me for many years on the uh, Flintstones Fruity Pebbles commercials. Okay. But he does an amazing Fred uh, Alan Reed, Fred Flintstone. Now, there's two other actors before me that were the official voices of Fred. Alan Reed was the voice. Uh, growing up, the Flintstones was Alan Reed. Okay. And then he passed away in the 70s, and Henry Corden uh, took over for him. Now, Henry was the voice of Fred whenever he needed to sing. Because Alan Reed could not carry a tune, Henry Corden was was Fred Flintstone's singing double. So then, when when Alan had passed away, Henry was kind of the natural guy to take over for him. Now Henry, uh, when he was he was in his eighties and he was just you know getting ready to kind of retire from it all, um, in that he was also knew he was he was a little ill, and he wasn't able to really get the voice the same anymore. And um, so they did a big kind of nationwide casting call for Fred Flintstone and it was um, you know hundreds if not a thousand or so people and it kept narrowing down and narrowing down and narrowing down and then finally uh, it got down to the last seven and then the last three and then they called the last three of us in and it was me and uh, a very talented voice actor by the name of Fred Tatashore. Uh, and I thought Fred had an advantage because he had the name Fred. All right, Plus right, Fred, right. Fred is also a big guy. Okay. And, um, and then uh, I don't know who the other person was. I never found out who that was. But uh, so it was between the three of us. And so they wanted us to match Henry Corden's Fred closer than Alan Reed's. Hmm. And so me as a kind of a just a born mimic, I really tuned into Henry's voice and what he was doing. Now, now Alan Reed was more smoother, <clears throat> a little less Jackie Gleason, you know. Right. Bonnie, Wilma, <laughs> oh, uh, honey, you seen the Sunday paper? You know, that kind of guy. And then uh, Henry Corden brought more of the Gleason, you know. 
Wilma to the moon, you know, more of a gravel. And so I, uh, I try to kind of combine the two of them now when I do it. But at the time, I was really called to match Henry's. And then Henry was there with me for the first uh, couple of years um, of doing the voice. He'd be in the studio with me. And it was just great because he'd give me pointers and stuff. And he was just an amazing man, amazing talent. And I was very blessed to work with him before he passed away. So, yeah. Now, most of your – hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Fred Flintstone. Most of your Flintstones work, has it been, I guess, for the Fruity Pebbles commercial? Because there hasn't really been a lot of new um, yeah. movies or specials or anything to do with Fred now, in a while. There's been some, uh, there's been some uh, other ad campaigns. I did a CAD campaign for Midas Muffler with yeah. Fred a few years back. And, um, and then there's been some cartoons and stuff where he's had uh, – cameos that are Warner Brothers cartoons. Now, again, you got Family Guy or other places. Right. I think Harvey Birdman had him on for a while, but that was my friend Maurice LaMarche doing the voice of Fred back then. And uh, so there's been, you know, other people that have done them in those types of things, but I did them for, yeah, I did them for a Billy and Mandy episode and um, a couple of, it seems like there was some other cameos, real quick cameos. I've done a lot of promos as him for like Boomerang and, and uh, Cartoon Network. So, you know, he's kind of one of those voices that comes in on a cameo basis now, but uh, hopefully that'll change soon. Well, um, yeah, and, and you've got to hope with, uh, with Seth MacFarlane, um, knowing his propensity to do, uh, how do you say, adult, more adult-type yeah, humor, you know, yeah. you hope that... <laughs> You hope that he's able to kind of knock that down a notch and keep it clean. I hope so. You know, I mean, that's kind of my hope. And if, if it wasn't, then I probably wouldn't be involved. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been told that that was kind of their concern with allowing him the rights to it is that he'd pay it proper homage and tribute. But I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens. It, it more than likely will not be me as the voice of Fred on that, I would guess. But I, I would hope that I'm still voicing him in the uh, the Fruity Pebbles commercials when that comes out. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, um, just talking about your voice and, and talking about the idea that, you know, when you hear Fred Flintstone, you don't think of, of James Arnold Taylor necessarily. I mean, he's all Fred. <laughs> your, your voice for Fred is, is, is definitely <laughs> is definitely all Fred. Um, it, it one of the most amazing things I've had a chance to see and, and be a part of is is the live show that you're currently working on and, and, and tweaking and, and getting ready to to get out to the masses everywhere as much as you can. Um, yeah. I, I had the opportunity to be down at uh, Disney uh, at Hollywood Studios for for Star Wars weekends way back in May, and, and and of course one of our things that we had to do was go check your live show. We got to see you, and um, we we watched the Anthony Daniels and Bruce Spence. Right. Um, we watched that interview with you guys, and uh, and or I'm sorry, Anthony Daniels. And, Anthony, yes, please, Anthony Daniels, yes. <laughs> And, um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I was so glad. Yeah. I was so blessed to have you there. And, um, yeah, what an amazing event. And I'm sorry, you go ahead though. If you have well, and then, about. and then the whole thing was we've got to get back because I'll be honest with you. Um, some of my friends that were with me that we were down there, some of the ladies mm -hmm. in the group, they got a little, they got a little miffed at Anthony Daniels. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. were like, they were like, well, he was just really rude to James, wasn't he? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure they were just joking. You know, I'm I'm trying to play mediator between C-3PO and Obi-Wan here. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. They're just joking about. They're having a good time. And uh, Well, yeah, you know, Anthony is, uh, uh, he's an interesting character. And he's, he's a really, you know, he's a neat man. I, I have nothing but respect for him. Sure. And I, I totally get the fact that all those years of being C-3PO where 
he's in this, like I always say in my show, I'm, I'm a voice actor, so I'm crammed in a little padded room talking to myself. He's crammed in a little gold suit talking to himself right. practically. Um, and, and for the first you know, many years, George Lucas didn't really want anybody to know that there was somebody in that suit. He yeah. wanted people to think it was actually a robot. So for now, uh, for him to actually get the limelight and to be uh, acknowledged as, a, as an actor and as, a, as an icon in, within movie history, I think it's, it's really cool. But I think at the same time, it can be a bit frustrating for him to feel like, you know, outside of Star Wars, he wants to be you know, more known as well and, and respected within that. So he, you know, he gave me a bad time on stage. There was a point, I think, where he told me to shut up on stage. I don't know if you read yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but you know, what was funny is after he saw my stage show, things really kind of turned around. He was, he, he saw it. And I think he saw that I wasn't just kind of the, the flavor of the month coming into star Wars weekends and, you know, going, Hey, I'm, I'm part of star Wars too. And, you know, and everything, it's like, look, man, I've been involved in every movie and everything. And who are you? Obi what? You know, um, I know Obi-Wan Kenobi and you, sir, I know Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. Right. So, I think that there's, you know, you have to kind of fool yourself a little uh, to these folks mm -hmm. sometimes. And that's, you know, totally, uh, totally understandable. And so he and I ended up having a really great time and relationship, I think, after that and, uh, and since then. So, yeah. you know, I... Well, it's, I, I mean, like the yeah. night, the, the, the day we were there, he, you know, he made a point to, to tell everyone, you know, come back tonight and see the show. You know, I mean, he was very much, you know, he, yeah. was, he was very much doing that. But he was he was definitely that British sarcastic you yeah. know, humor was definitely that 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 sword was pointed firmly in your direction that day. And um <laughs> yeah. and so my friends who were with me, they just, you know, they they were a little overly sensitive like Oh, I love why, that. Why was he being that way? And I was like, guys, he's just <laughs> he's you know. Um but then we definitely went back that evening to catch uh, talking to myself or it's not it's not called talking to myself down there, was it? It was Obi Wan and Beyond. Yeah, Disney decided it needed to have a because it was Star Wars weekends. They wanted it to have kind of a Star Wars link in the title, so mm -hmm. they came up with Obi Wan and Beyond. Mark Renfro, who was the uh, very talented uh, uh, director of the whole theater there, the premier theater, and all the events for Star Wars weekends as well. Not just not just the theater, but he he puts on all that stuff. Uh, he did an amazing job, and he he came up with that name. Um, and so, talking to myself is the name of the show normally, and that's what it will be whenever I perform mm -hmm. it anyplace else. Uh, outside of, I guess, Star Wars events, we'll probably go ahead and use that title again. You know, if, if they have me back next year or if I do it at uh, Star Wars Celebration, uh, Celebration 6, we're coming up on next, sure. next year as well. It would be neat if I actually uh, get a chance to go there and, and do the show as well. I'm hoping for that. The show is, it is, it is fascinating because from the outset, um, every voice, you know, that you hear is yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's one bit in the middle um uh -huh. where where you're doing the use only as directed. You know, you're, right, right. is is the guy now now the recorded voice is that you as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the director of uh, the guy giving you, me the all director. The that was the, that was the word I was looking for, the director of that, <laughs> that in that sketch. Yeah. yeah. And you know the the funny thing is the director of the show, Mark Renfro, who I was just talking about, I think it was like the second or third week in and he pulled me aside and said that's you as well, right? <laughs> he didn't even know it was me. So I said, yeah, yeah. I did do a little trick on that voice. I, I pitched it down one step mm -hmm. when I recorded it. So I, I, the voice is like, okay, James, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and we're going to take this. Uh, go, go ahead and read the line whenever you – and then I, 
I pitched it down. So it just, it became just a little less me. Right. So it was, all right, James, why don't we go ahead and take a listen? I mean, I can do it here naturally too, but by actually um, electronically pitching it, it just added a different layer and yeah. level to the to the show and so but yeah every voice in that show every voice you hear is james arnold taylor yeah so. yeah i mean that's and that's the thing from from the outset when when <laughs> when you're introducing yourself it it's just you're you're blown away when you realize that this is this one man who you remember that scene in star wars episode three revenge of the sith when uh the emperor is naming darth vader and uh-huh. and it's really creepy because it's like he's speaking with a thousand voices at once as he's naming this this new Sith. Yeah, yeah, th- it's kind of like that without the creep factor. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's awesome. it's like all these different things coming out of this man, and and look at him go, and <laughs> and we were just blown away, not just at your talent, but you know, at at the at, I was you know just the way the show's put together. Um, oh, thanks. You know, because well, because like you don't. You really give everyone a good feel of, of of here's some of the things that you do as a voice actor, and I know um, with uh, with with the original show, or there's somewhere I've seen you do the mm-hmm. the ADR stuff. Oh and, right, and you yeah. do Back to the Future, you know. Yeah. And so everyone kind of gets a really good idea of this is what these guys do, and this is what it takes to be this person. And, um, and then once you're, and then you kind of, the climax of it all, the big, you know, fireworks finale is like you run (laughs) through 2 million voices in the span of about 90 seconds. And it's, Oh, oh, well it's, yeah, it's, it's 95 voices at the end there. Although for the, the new version of it, it'll be uh, even 100, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's because it's talking about the connection of voices and how, you know, I just kind of I can tell that there are different similarities or, or I should say similarities in everybody's voice. You know, we all have kind of a, a common link. And so if you can find that link, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like just unlocking it on stage in front of everybody and showing if you go to this voice, you get that voice, you go to that voice, you get this voice, you know. So yeah. it, it's very cool. It's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I just had a blast putting this thing together. I mean, it's and that's what I've been working on actually today. Well, uh, before uh, we started doing this, I've just been writing fine-tuning the longer version of the show and it's it's cool because i just go this is what it's all about and what i've been wanting to do since i was a little kid and i've been making these fake shows and now i'm just kind of taking them and getting them to do them for people it's now, it's very fun did you do that when you were a kid did you were you one of the kids with the tape recorder because oh yeah i mean because yeah. i did i had a tape recorder and a blank <laughs> tape and i would sit around and i would do radio i would do yeah radio shows i would talk about what was going on and um and and so when podcasting came around, I guess the little kid in me just said, "This is what you're going to step up and do now." You know, get a mic. Yeah. And um, but uh, so so you were that kid doing that. Do you remember the first voice that you discovered you were able to do other than your own natural voice? Well, you know what's funny is I don't think anybody's ever asked me that question. That's really. Good one, Steve. Are you serious? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that would be a, a natural question to ask me, but I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. It, um, yeah, I the the first one I did was uh, James Cagney. Oh wow, <laughs> you dirty rat! You killed my brother. Oh, you dirty rat! Yeah, you're the rat. You killed my brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was I was like four years old walking around doing James. Oh, you dirty rat! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, and then it quickly moved to you know Bugs Bunny and sure. um, 
uh, Daffy Duck and all of those. But uh, Humphrey Bogart, uh, uh, James Cagney, Jimmy Stewart, uh, yo, 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 Mr. Potter. <laughs> uh, I, all those I was I was doing all those as a kid and uh, and Bella Lugosi I always say bleh bleh right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah so those were those were the first ones I did when it when and and I and this is what I really kind of want to talk to you about in, along with that is when you do in a voice and when you discover that you're able to do a voice is it something that just happens do you, is there a process you have to work on it um, uh, sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is, uh, just natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can just kind of find it and get to it. And other times I really have to work on a voice. Usually the closer the voice is to my natural voice, the more I have to work on it. And, hmm. uh, the farther away from my voice, the easier it is for me to get it. And I guess the reason being is that it's, it's, when it's close to my voice, I have to fight for it. I have to kind of go, okay, no, wait, no, that's me. I don't want it to sound like right. me. I want it to sound like, you know, uh, Ron Howard was, um, he was one of those ones where, you know, it, it sounds, it doesn't sound that much different than my voice. I mean, right here, you're kind of going, well, that doesn't, that sounds like you, James. <laughs> and that's kind of the point. When when I listen to him, I go, oh yeah, there's a lot of similarities in our voice. Um, Justin Timberlake, his voice is very similar to mine mm-hmm. as well. It's just in a different, you know, kind of place. And then I give it a little bit more soul and I do right. all these kind of little things to it, you know. Um, so uh, Michael J. Fox, um, Michael J. Fox is 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 very similar and and you know, it's just it's just kind of doing. Oh, wait a second, Doc. You mm-hmm. know, uh, David Spade. David Spade is um, kind of you know similar to my voice as well. So I have to kind of work on those ones more than say like you know um, Fred Flintstone or uh, our great Scots. You know, Doctor right. Emmett Brown, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. You know that whole thing. So, it, uh, or uh, Christopher Walken. You know, comes a little bit more natural. So, but the trick uh, the trick with Christopher Walken is that you know everybody does a Walken. Uh, you have to be able to do the way he just would sound ordering a sandwich, you know, not, <laughs> not the whole, it's crazy. Everybody does kind of the old board, you know, you just have to say, you know, could I get like, you know, a ham and cheese on rye <laughs> mustard, you know, something like that. I don't know. So, you know, it's just, it's finding the natural things. Johnny Depp, uh, who I'm, uh, his, uh, double for, you know, Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow, Matt Hatter, and then other just natural voiced things um his voice is very similar to mine but it's you know it's soft and it's it's all kind of right in this area right here so everything he says is very very serious you know so it's it's just finding those little elements and then um latching onto them and memorizing them in my throat is kind of how it works yeah it's almost like it's almost like muscle memory in a way i'm i'm no i'm no voice actor i'm barely an imitator and most of the voices (laughs) i do they came about by total accident, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's like, how did I do that? When I, when I did that the other day and someone said that sounded so great, I've never been able to do a walk. And, you know, you said everyone does a walk and I've never been able to pull off a walk and I've never, oh. um, you know, everybody does, uh, Will Shatner, you know, but all they yeah. do is just stilt their talking. They're like, there's something on the wing, some, you know, and it's like, that's not really yeah. him. It's crazy. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you both don't tell me how <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't necessarily do a Shatner. I, I do a real quick one in my show, you know, Scotty, Zulu. You know, it's just kind of that. But uh, right. yeah, those or Nicholson, you know, back back in the, the heyday for me as a stand up comic back in the 80s, you know, everybody did a Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You know, so, well, Nurse Ratchet, you know, and everything. <laughs> here's Johnny, you know, and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> no, Jack has got a little bigger and. 
you know, I, I did his voice for um, this uh, movie with Owen Wilson that came out this last year, and uh, I had to do it. And and it's it's funny because he's just it's very different than what it was when he was younger. Which when he was younger, it was it was basically Christian Slater. So yeah, Christian Slater's yeah. voice is right about there, and Jack Nicholson's was right about there. When he was younger, yeah. So it's it's funny the similarities. So you you were looping for for Jack Nicholson like for a trailer. Yeah, or something like yeah, that. that is or, crazy. Uh, I can't again. I can't remember the name of that movie, but uh, yeah, it was the Owen Wilson. Uh, yeah, I I, so. I vaguely remember that. Now I want to go back though and find it and watch the trailer. Be like, I, there, there he is, there he is, there he is. Yeah, and it would be on um, when it's on airplanes too. You would uh, hear me doing um, taking out all the first words. Taking oh okay yeah 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 like, taking out the curse okay. yeah we're getting a little delay all of a sudden we are we are there's some there's some internet co- connectivity issues yeah. apparently <laughs> um it's it's coming and going I don't know if it's the time of day or what that everyone's right. everyone's trying to get on in my little town on the one internet connection out of my town or, or whatever <laughs> it is um. W- the thing is, you know, you talk. We were talking about the voices, muscle memory, kind of with that. Um, uh, through the years, I mean, has ever has anyone ever just come to you and said, "Hey, we need this voice. Can you do this?" Oh yeah, yeah, and that happens all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll be. I mean, a lot of my doubling will be of people that are necessary, not necessarily real big no names, character actors. Or they'll need a voice in a trailer, you know, to just replace this line here and there. But, yeah, a lot of the stuff that's – it's really probably not even on my website uh, as matches because they'll, you'll be like, can you match this guy's voice? Yeah, yeah, I can get that. And it ends up in a movie or it ends up on a trailer somewhere. Wow. Uh, show you. Well, I mean, because you mentioned in, in your show, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> there, there's a point um, – where you talk about Dave Filoni coming to you and, and, you know, wanting you to do the voice of Plo Koon um, mm-hmm. for the Clone Wars. And, and as you guys were kind of discovering what that voice would be, there was the idea that it's a little bit of Sir Ian McKellen. And, yes. you know, is that something, I, I mean, had you ever done anything remotely like, I'll, I'll be Sir, Sir Ian McKellen today, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had always loved his voice. I mean, it, it's always helpful for me if I, I like the actor mm-hmm. and it makes it easier for me to um, to do that uh, voice. Um, but, uh, with Ian McKellen, yeah, it was like one of those, oh, he's got such a great voice. And John Hurt, I had doubled John Hurt, who is the actor that, I mean, from way back when he played the elephant man, but in the movie, uh, Hellboy, which was a big, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of comic book, uh, thing there. Yeah. He was in that and he was Professor Broom and I was his double in that. And so it was Hellboy, I'm your father, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so I knew that. Ian McKellen was a little similar, you know, it was kind of in that same vein. So, so you know, I I watched a bit, and The Lord of the Rings is is by far one of my favorite all-time, oh. you know, series of films. Yeah. And uh, they're just amazing. And so Gandalf, it was like, oh, okay, that that makes sense to me, and I can I can do that. I can hear that already in my head. So we were able to kind of put it together and, and make it work. And But, yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, you got a Gandalf in you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I do. And you do a great bit in your show with Gandalf. <laughs> I mean, and it's like you could just li- – and you say it's like listening to him read the – Read the, uh, the instructions to a stereo. stereo yeah, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. It's hilarious. Oh, that Lord. one, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but, you know, that bit I, I've done for years, and, and then 
put it into the show, but when I was rehearsing it and I was rehearsing with this small group of friends of mine and they're all theater guys and they would just get a crack up. I mean, they were just rolling at that. So I, I had a lot of fun kind of milking it and, you know, figuring out what's yeah, the best way yeah. to do it with that. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's fun. a great bit, man. I love the, uh, <laughs> if the speed, if the wires are not connected correctly, no sound. Yeah. Pass, it's great. <laughs> it's a great bit hey. <clears throat> because you always hear people say, I could listen to that person, read the phone book. Yeah, but you never yeah, hear, no, you never you hear anyone show, take it further. You, yeah, no. When you saw it, did I do the phone book or did I just do the stereo? You did the stereo. Did you do the phone book? Okay. I know I've, I probably didn't do the because they had me cut it. Disney yeah. had me cut it. Um, they just thought, well, you don't need both. And then the funny thing was, is people kept asking me, how come you're not doing the phone book in it anymore? People that had seen the show the first week. Yeah, and then I was getting. You know, people asking me to do it, and everybody kept saying they missed it. And then the people, the crew that worked there as well. And so the last two shows uh, that we did, I put oh, it back in, neat. and it was really funny. The very last show, and is actually I think the one that is on my on my YouTube page. And when I go, you could read, you know, stereo instructions or the phone book, and you can literally hear someone in the audience go, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they were glad I was doing it again. So yeah, so I don't think you got the expanded version. Oh, but, uh, nice, nice. That's <laughs> that's really cool. I, maybe it was in the in in a link that you'd sent me to the original, like the show or whatever that I saw, because yeah. I know I've seen you do the phone book. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So yeah, so, yeah it's it's on the it is on the YouTube. It, so, and yeah. and that's the thing is 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 that's one of those bits that you always it's the classic thing that people always say, and like mm -hmm. you took it that step further and like okay I'll do it. I'll do it, guys. Yeah. Watch me. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm serious. I'm a crazy man. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and and I get to put my own little uh, my own little things in there. I have kind of an inside joke in there too when I when I name the name in the phone book. So certain certain people get it or not, but uh, I, I I read you know Smith John three sixteen Willow Brooklyn. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I think you got it. But, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That is, it, it's a great show, and and um, how how close? You, I, you, I know you're saying you, you're tweaking it and stuff. Are you are you where you can talk about maybe how soon or how far away you are from being able to actually take it on the road? In, in yeah, well, no, uh, absolutely could talk about it. Yeah, I I'm hopefully going to be working with a production company uh, called the Horvath Group. Um, good folks there, and they're hoping uh, we're hoping to kind of get together on this and uh, see what we can do to take it at least on a speaking circuit, and and then hopefully try to get it out there and take it on the road. Um, I I'm sending it out, you know, wherever I can. I'm trying to get people to to take a look at it and, and want to see it. But uh, you know, ultimately too, I guess I could probably end up in Vegas with it, but and yeah. um, the long term. But the short term would be that I'm just going to try to take it out and uh, get it on the road, mm -hmm. and it'll be in its um, I have different versions of it too. I mean, I can do a 70 minute version. I can do, you know, uh, the shorter version a 45 minute. I can do a half an hour version, but uh, the other thing is, is doing it for places where there's, um, like school, school of arts type mm -hmm. things where I do a shorter version of the show, you know, like an hour and then do the rest as Q and a and break down all the elements. Cause the show itself has a lot of production and a lot of multimedia. And I, I created all of these elements myself, uh, along with a, a friend of mine that is an 
animator. I didn't do any of the um, – well, I, I do some of the video stuff. He does yeah. most of the, the, the main animations, mm-hmm. but a uh, very talented guy by the name of Russell Arch uh, and so um, – and RussellArch.com. But, uh, but all the out. sound and all of those elements, that's all me and the, yeah. the writing. And so I, I like to be able to break that down for people and show them how I did it. You mm-hmm. know, so um, – so hopefully I will take it on the road here soon and, and we'll get a want, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of getting my name out within, within our, our, our little universe, people know who I am, but outside in the, the, the bigger uh, scheme of things, oh, sure. you know, yeah. people yeah. don't know exactly who James Earl Taylor is yet. And that's what I'm trying to kind of change, you know, cause I think that most people are fascinated by voiceover. They're fascinated by cartoons and people that make their living doing this. And, uh, you know, if I can just get, Hollywood and those people to see that, then yeah. <laughs> then we're on to something. Well, it's it's one of those things. It's it, that you take for granted whenever you're watching a, a cartoon series or or um or or a movie, an animated movie. You just kind of take for granted that there are people who had to voice this, and, <laughs> yeah. You know, and not just and and not just the main lines, but there's so you know, especially in like animated features, you know, and even yeah. in a show like The Clone Wars, where there's just a million things going on a lot of times. Um. You know when they're walking the streets of Coruscant, or they're in a yeah. or in a cantina somewhere, and you hear all the background chatter and everything. Those things are, are stuff that you know that somewhere at some point, you know, even <laughs> if it's a library sound, someone got behind a microphone and either did the foley for, or they just kind of chattered away, you know, yeah, um, and, and recorded. and And it's a fascinating. Um, I just had a military helicopter fly overhead. Sorry about that's that. That's amazing. Maybe that. that's why the internet connection was so <laughs> off for a minute there. Um, that was wild. Well, sorry. Yeah. You got to be careful. Duck and cover, man. <laughs> Duck and cover. Could, they found me. Could we get I don't James know how, some protection? But they found me. <laughs> Run for it, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it is. It's a fascinating. It's a fascinating thing that you do when you really stop and oh. think about it. You know. Um, yeah, you know, it it is one of those things. And like Dave Filoni on the Clone Wars, our director, he he loves that. That um, you know, when we do Walla. He always jokes, wow, it sounds like a bunch of people, you know, because he'll have all of us there, yeah. you know, myself and Bradley Baker and Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein and Catherine Tabor, you know, the, the cast yeah, and then yeah. whoever else is there with us that day. And he'll go, OK, we need background for, uh, you know, a bar or, uh, you know, whatever's going on on the street. And we just all start having our own little conversations <laughs> and doing all that stuff. And they record it all at once. And he goes, I love that. You know, but yeah, yeah. There's so many elements that go into making a show and every sound is recorded. I mean, that's the other right, thing, you yeah. know, I mean, everything is created and recorded for that. And that's the part that, you know, with the regular live action, you just don't get that. Those things happen organically as you move, your clothes make noise, but all this stuff has to be inserted, mm-hmm. you know, in a cartoon. Yeah. So there's so much. It's, it, it's fascinating. And it, and it's, and it's a world of, you know, you, that it's I know it's hard to get into and hard to break into and that sort of thing, but it's one of those things that, especially as a kid watching cartoons and watching animated movies and stuff, there are certain voices that stick with you for the rest of your life in your head that yeah. you know that meant something to you. You know, I grew up. I'm a child of the '80s, and so yeah. you know you're you're talking about you know guys like Frank Welker and Peter yep. Cullen and everything that whenever I hear anything that those guys do, there's a certain nostalgic bell that goes off. You know, yeah. and and you're and you're really, you're, these are what are more of a part of a kid's life a lot of times than than any other type of their entertainment are these voices that they've heard. Um, yeah, you know, I had the it's, chance to talk yeah. to um, 
Uh, oh, no, James, I'm sorry. This is my time to talk now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had the chance on the show uh, a year or so back to have uh, Jess Harnell on. Who, oh, yeah. Um, yeah you know, he's, he's doing Rock Sugar now and, and everything. And that's yeah. why we had him on is because someone had, had introduced me to this group. And I'm like, I absolutely love this. And then as I started to kind of dig in and find out who they were and reach out for an interview and everything, I found out that he had, you know, he was Wacko Warner. Yeah, on the Animaniacs, you know, and as a teenager, that was a show that, as a teenager, I absolutely loved, and yeah. um, you know, and it, and it's like, and as I was speaking with him, and you know, we had a few minutes to talk, and you know, and and I said, and I told him before, I'm like, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Wacko, if that's okay. He's like, oh, that's great. And then as he goes into Wacko for me on the show, I'm like, this is amazing. You know, I mean, it just the the impact that just your voice has on 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 people, you know, and, and kids and and people that watch is just um, it, it's phenomenal to me. The, yeah. The, the, just, you know, and so you're talking about, you know, bringing some realization to Hollywood, what this is. And, and, and I think they'd be scared if they knew just how much, you know, cause, <laughs> cause I think of, I think of Peter Cullen, um, uh -huh. yeah. you know, in Optimus Prime, Optimus and, Prime uh, and just about the, in the narrator for just about every other eighties television show there's ever been, um, yeah. you know, but when he, when that character of Optimus Prime died in Transformers, the movie, um, yeah. you know, there were kids who locked themselves in their room because Optimus Prime was dead, you know? And, um, yeah. and I remember when I saw the first Transformers movie several years ago, um, yeah. I was sitting there with my little sister, my baby sister, who's 10 years younger than me, but she wanted to go to the movie with me. And, and so, you know, we were, we, she was home from college or whatever. So we were hanging out and, um, and I was sitting there in the theater when he rolls up, when Optimus Prime rolls up and he transforms mm -hmm. and Peter Cullen's voice comes out of him and says, I am Optimus Prime. Yeah. I stood up in the theater. I'm like, heck, yes, you are. For the first time <laughs> since 1980, whatever. Yes, you are. And it was just, <clears throat> you know, it's just that voice. And it, and, and yeah. so, you know, I think um, I say all that to say this. I, you know, I run my mouth and cut you off to say all this. You know, that, <laughs> that, that what you do is amazing. It's an amazing thing. And it, and it has an amazing impact on people, um, you know, especially yeah. kids, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I, well, thank you. That's very kind. I mean, and I'm I'm right there with you. You know, Frank Welker is uh, not just one of my heroes, but now he's a, a friend of mine. Oh, neat. And I was just I was just doing an episode of Scooby Doo with him uh, the other day, and um, it's funny. Cause I love how like, you were able to say that so casually. You know, we're doing an episode of Scooby Doo. This is only one of the most iconic cartoons in American history. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I've I got to work with uh, Don Messick, who was the original voice of Scooby Doo. Oh wow! Yeah. And um, Don was also Astro. He was uh, Papa Smurf. He was Boo Boo Bear, Mr. Mm -hmm. Ranger on uh, Yogi Bear, and just I mean, he was he and Mel Blanc are really the ones that were you know the multiple multiple voices. He was yeah. more so for Hanna Barbera, and of course, Mel Blanc was uh, Warner Brothers, but. Um, Don Messick lived uh, here in my hometown of Santa Barbara, and when I was a kid working in radio, we got to do some commercials together, and I was like, this is amazing, and we, we did him at his house. He had a home wow. recording studio, and I'm like, someday One I'm going to do that, <laughs> and so I, I literally, after working with him, I got uh, the phone book, and I opened it up, and I looked for him, and sure enough, he was in the phone book, and I, I called him up and said, you know, Mr. Messick, I, I worked with you on these commercials, and I'd love to buy you breakfast sometime and just uh, talk, and... Uh, and so he he did. He met me for breakfast, and we talked. And um, I, I think he paid though. But wow, uh, <laughs> hey, that's um, but, even better. Yeah, class act. Yeah. And um, 
And he was just so great telling me stories and encouraging me and stuff. But yeah, he was the original voice of Scooby-Doo. And then when he passed away, Frank got to take over, Frank Welker. Okay. And Frank is the voice of Freddy, you know, and he's always been the voice of Freddy, you know, blonde-haired Freddy on Scooby-Doo. And when Frank was younger, I remember the first cartoon I did that I was like, you know, a regular, I was the lead character. I was Milo Thatch for the uh, Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be a TV series, and we ended up doing a straight-to-video thing instead. But we recorded 18 episodes that went and are sitting in a vault somewhere mm. at Disney. They never got released. And um, and so Frank was my dog. Nice. <laughs> he was my lava dog. He was kind of a dinosaur lava dog. Oh, wow. And so I got to work with him, uh, you know, regularly and get to know him then. And, and since then, we've been, you know, good friends. And it was amazing. He was telling me stories of how when he was a kid, you know, working in the business in Hanna-Barbera and he was the voice of Freddie and that's all they thought he could do. And he's like, I can, I can do more than that. I can do more than that. You know, cause he was telling me be yeah. patient. Cause people were, when I first started my career, it was like, Oh, well, <laughs> the Michael J. Fox voice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, there's Michael J. Fox. It's <laughs> like, no, no, no. I got more inside of me here. And he's like, just be patient. And, um, you know, and now Frank is the voice of Scooby-Doo, but he's also the voice of, you know, just about every animal that you could, or creature or whatever that we grew up watching on cartoons, yeah. as well as so many other amazing characters. Well, but yeah, uh, like I know Frank Welker's Megatron. You know, yeah, as much yeah, as I know Megatron, Peter Cullen's exactly. Optimus Prime, I know Frank Welker's Megatron. And, yeah, and you know, it was one of those things where in um, Transformers, in the in the the first film, you know, when it wasn't him, it, they got Hugo Weaving right, to do it. Right. And uh, you know, again, celebrities uh, taking the place. And I got replaced by a celebrity in the second Transformers, uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Mm-hmm. I was actually the voice of the Fallen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and in the video game they kept me, but uh, for the film they replaced me with Tony Todd, who is a, a you know, on-camera actor. Uh, he was most notably in that thriller called Candyman back in the '80s, I think. Okay, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was in The Rock and some action films. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great guy, great yeah. guy. But uh, but it was kind of a bummer because you know my listeners will know him as um, as Earl Jenkins from Smallville. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Tony actually, you know, I got replaced by by Tony for the the film, which I was really bummed about. Although I still got paid, so that was yeah, good. Sure. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, when when I heard when I heard uh, Hugo Weaving doing Megatron in the first one, particularly, I was really yeah. like, they anyone with a deep voice could have done that. They didn't need to pay Hugo Weaving to come in and and do that particular. Voice. Yeah, and they gave Frank a part in the next one mm-hmm. as a, um, you know kind of saying, yeah, here, because the fans yeah, really throw were vocal. Right. And I think that was so cool that they were so vocal with with Optimus because who else could you get but Peter Cullen to be yeah. the voice of Optimus Prime? Now, granted, there's been other incarnations of Transformers that Peter has not been the sure. voice in. Yeah. But it's just, You're when right. I hear his voice, it it, it gives you chills. Yeah. It, I mean, he's just got such a great sound. Of course, he's the voice of many trailers and mm-hmm. things too, but... Man, he's also Eeyore. Uh, yeah, we were, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys and your crazy voices. You know, everyone <laughs> yeah, knows me. I'm the voice of Geek Out Loud, and that's it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> No, it, you know it's uh, it's just fun. I mean, that's what that's what we do all day. Oh, you know? it, Come on, it's, it, it it's is. Cool. Now, before before we wrap everything up, uh, and uh-huh. people will shoot me if I don't talk a little bit about Clone Wars with you. Um, Clone Wars, what is that? Uh, it's <laughs> no. Go ahead. You remember that movie Star Wars in that in, in the first one that was really the fourth no, one that came out in 1977. Okay. No. Well, all right. Well, let me school you a little bit. There was this line, one line in. In six hours worth of movies, uh-huh. um, and and Sir Alec Guinness said, "I fought with your father in the Clone Wars," and and now they yeah, made that him sounded a little like uh, Ted Kennedy. Thanks. But, <laughs> <that was it. laughs> 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, well, I, d- I don't. I'm not the voice man here, James. Um, <laughs> I didn't claim to be able to do it. Uh, no, no. Good. The Clone Wars coming. It's we season four is in full swing now. Uh, yeah, it's been on for two weeks. Um, we've been talking about the process really of voice acting mostly. One thing that's neat to me about the Clone Wars is is it seems to be a little unique in the way you guys record because you guys have the whole cast usually mm-hmm. if you can in, in in one place when you record don't you yeah and it's not terribly unusual for a cartoon to uh or animated show as we're calling right. them now, uh to record as a full cast okay. or as much of the cast as possible uh, video games you're always alone mm-hmm. commercial work you're you're usually alone uh f- promo work i'm always alone in my little padded room talking mm-hmm. to myself but with um with a show like Clone Wars, yeah, they like to have us all there, and it's kind of like a radio drama then. We get mm-hmm. to read and play off of each other, and in turn, you're able to kind of change lines more. And, you know, just, but, but uh, other shows that I do, like um, when we were doing Batman the Brave and the Bold, we did that all together as a cast. Uh, Scooby Doo, we do all together as a cast. Um, you know, Johnny Test, we do as a cast, but I'm the only one here. The rest of the cast is in uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on a phone patch with them, and I record on my end, and then I send them all my sound files. So yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty wild, but but yeah, it, it's it's a lot more fun to be together. The only thing is, is it does take longer because we all have a tendency to to gab. You're but, <laughs> well, and D. Bradley Baker is he's yeah. he's that guy. This guy not only is he the voice of all the clones, not only does he end up talking to himself a lot on on these shows, yeah. but he he can make all these weird little noises. Uh, he is amazing. It's uncanny what that man can do with his with his mouth and throat and voice and everything. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yes, you know, uh, kind of the um, you know Frank Welker again is you know the the voice um, the voice god as we call right. him, and, and D is certainly walking in his footsteps because <laughs> uh, you know Frank was always the one if they needed a dog or a, an animal, a mouse, a cat, anything, a baby crying, they would they would call on Frank Welker and. Not that they don't now, but um, you know Frank also uh, only works specific days out of the week now and everything, and he's he's earned that right. And and D. Bradley Baker is is certainly someone now that they call for those creature effects and animal effects, and just uh, he is uh, astonishing what yeah. he can do, what he what comes out of him with with very little effort. Well, and all <laughs> you guys, all you guys are hams. I mean, I'm I, I'm sorry to call you out on that right now, James. Right <laughs> no, here on this are. show, but you are because like I know with uh, with D. At, at Celebration 5, when we had an opportunity to speak with him out, out in the hallway, we were talking about the new Avatar cartoon that's coming up and everything. And yeah. I was like, i got to be honest with you, man. I was blown away by you being the clones, but when someone told me that you were you know, this critter and this critter, I just and he just starts doing the... I'm like, I wasn't asking you to start sounding like them, sir. You know, <laughs> I'm not... I don't think you're a monkey here to dance for my pleasure. I just... You know, but it's like... It, it's like... And, and you, if it, you've got to be careful when we're talking to you because... If you mention a voice, man, you'll slip right into it. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I'm glad that you do. I love it. I, that's really what I want deep down inside, but I would never ask. And um, <laughs> you guys are such hams. And I can just imagine um, there being moments where things may break down in the in the old recording studio. And, yeah, um, it does. It does happen. <laughs> yeah. Especially when Dee and I are both there together. It, uh, it has a tendency. Or Corey Burton. 
who, you know, Corey mm-hmm. is up there with Frank Welker as just one of these just amazing yeah. voice actors that has been doing this for so long and is so uh, great at it. But, uh, yeah, we'll all break into different voices and uh, mess with each other and um, mess with the newbies as well, people that yeah. aren't as uh, familiar with voice acting. And, you know, you get a guest star in the room and D starts doing his cricket sound effects and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty wild. It is, uh, you know, but I think that that's also because as voice actors, we get very little credit. It. We get, yeah. you know, there's no award ceremonies for voice actors, and if there were, they'd give it still to, you know, Dustin Hoffman for if, Kung Fu Panda. And if something. there were, they'd be animated or um, radio. <laughs> you know, no one would, no one actually watched them. They'd yeah, be a bunch of. Yeah. <laughs> I just see a so, bunch of speakers there, and you know, this Tom Kane, <laughs> welcome to the, you know, and that's so. that's right. Yeah, but you know, we are uh, we are a tight knit little group, and we're yeah. all very friendly with each other, and. That's the thing I love about it. There isn't really much uh, backstabbing going on in the world of voiceover in Hollywood. But um, I think Hollywood also, though, has this notion that if they if they allow us out of the padded room, that we'll start asking for a bunch of money. And I, I think that you know that's silly. It's like we make a we make a comfortable living. We all love what we do, and we don't have necessarily most of us don't have aspirations of, you know, getting out in front of the camera and doing a bunch of things. I love doing my stage show, but uh, that's different. Um, I, we love doing voiceover. We love creating characters that people can get into and not sit there and picture us in the room doing yeah. it. They picture just the character. And that's that's the beauty of voice actors as opposed to getting all these celebrities to do the voices on, uh, on you know, Pixar films and stuff sure. as they do. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned getting in front of the camera. I, I want to talk to you for a second, but i got to go back to Clone Wars here oh, for a yeah. second. Um, the, this season, season four, you know, one of the – one of the things about season three that that were was a little frustrating to those of us who were fans. The thing it's Star Wars every week, so you can't really complain that much. Um, <laughs> but but during that first half, there was a lot of different ground that was covered and explored, you know. And and I remember just by the midpoint of the season, being like, I really miss Anakin and Obi Wan. Um, yeah, you me know, too. And you're right. <laughs> um, and and now as season four has opened up, there's been no Obi Wan yet, really. Um, yeah. you know, are we going to see Obi-Wan? Any, I mean, he's going to get more screen time in season four. Come on. Yeah, he is going to get more screen time. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, not as much as I'd like, I'll be honest. Right, sure, <laughs> but, sure. Uh, um, but, uh, no, there are some great uh, stories that are coming up with Obi-Wan that I think are really going to um, surprise people and a lot, of, a lot of fun. You know, obviously I can't say much, sure, but I did ask him. Sure. I said, what can I say about Obi-Wan because of the fact that he's not really seen it first? And I know what's coming because we've essentially finished right. season four and are working on season five already. So, um, you know, uh, it's like, what what can I talk about? And they said, well, you can say that there's a lot of exciting adventures for Obi-Wan. And so I will say awesome. that there are and there are some some new things that we wouldn't expect to happen with sure. Obi-Wan this season. Well, now in season three, um, because that's already come and gone and we can talk about that. Yeah. You know, once Obi-Wan, once, once we got into the thick of Obi-Wan episodes, there was some amazing stuff. You, you know, Obi-Wan's fighting uh, basically the Incredible Hulk and Savage Press, um, <laughs> yeah. or Doomsday, if you will. Uh, take yeah. whichever one you want. Um, the Mortis trilogy was one that blew everyone's mind. Um, yeah. That just absolutely, and you got to finally, well, of course you did for the video game, I know, but you got yeah. to voice the, you know, the line, you know, the, the yeah. line that, that, that you and McGregor really just kind of made everyone weep with, you know, you were my brother, yeah. you know, you were the chosen one. You got to, you, I got to do it. You yeah. Got to do that for the show. We, 
we recorded, you know, several different versions and they, they, I did it as like, like I do in my stage show, I actually show that piece and mm-hmm. I do it live where, where it's Ewan's face, but my voice coming out, you know, it's, you are the chosen one, you know, mm-hmm. you are my brother, Anakin, you know, and he says, you are my brother, Anakin, I loved you. But uh, for the, the Clone Wars show, I did it several different ways and they ended up choosing one that was kind of a culmination of all of that. Mm-hmm. I think taking a little license there. And so it was, you know, you are my brother, Anakin. You know, it was mm-hmm. bigger and, and it was so fun to do. It yeah. really, and I remember doing it in the studio and everybody was there. Cause again, as you mentioned, you know, we have the whole cast there and uh, everybody was like, Oh, that's so awesome. We, was, were all, yes. we were all geeking out loud there. It was such, Oh, thank you for that little thing. It was <laughs> such a, it was such a great, amazing moment. Something I never thought, we'd see anything remotely like that in the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, and when they did the promo for it on Cartoon Network, I was watching the promo because I knew that was coming that next week, and I'm like, are they going to put it in the promo? And it wasn't in there, it wasn't in there. And then at the very end, the last thing they had was, you know, Obi-Wan you know, saying that line. Yes. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah it was. I was and that just And that just ramped me up more, more and more of that. But that was a really... The thing about that whole little trilogy there, and, and we don't have a lot of time. I gotta I gotta wrap up real quick. But that oh, whole sure. the whole thing about that little trilogy there was, um, the way it delved into the Force and and yeah. you know and really got into, you know, what is really going on? What is this? And I know Dave Filoni has described it as you know an hour and a half's worth of the you know the segment on in Empire Strikes Back where they're in the cave. You know, basically it's like. It, the whole episode, the whole series takes place in the cave on Dagobah is basically how you want to look at it. But even yeah. still, there's there's so much there about, you know, the nature of the Force and who are these people and, and everything. And what, to as a viewer, mm-hmm. you know, sitting on one side of the TV screen, it's it's phenomenal to get to be taken on these journeys and these stories. But as someone who is helping tell the story, yeah. um, what... What is that experience? What has that experience been like for you, especially with this series? Because this is so much more uh, what they call canon, you know, with what yeah. George has done than, than anything else, really, than any of the video games or, or even the Tartakovsky uh, micro series. You know, this is what, what has that experience really meant to you and been like for you? Oh, it's it's been amazing. And, you know, it is that because of the fact that George has such a, a hand on it with uh, with Dave. And, you know, this was from the mind of George Lucas. You know, George came to Dave and said, this is the story we're going to tell. And he went, what? Wow. OK. You know, so it was when we were doing it, it was like, wow. This is what yeah. it means. This is what it all kind of is about. It, we're, we're seeing parts and aspects of the force that we never really knew about, as you said. So it, it means... Uh, a whole heck of a lot to me to be the one that gets to be Obi-Wan in those tellings because the the thing I've always said about the Clone Wars is this is the stuff this is Star Wars day in and day out you know these are the parts that you always kind of wanted uh, in watching the original movies and I think that Dave has such a love for those films too that he really tries to pay homage to that yeah, yeah. within each episode as well as all the writers and Christian Taylor who wrote the uh, the, the Mortis um, episodes you know so it, I'm just I'm stunned that I get to do it I I really get on my knees each morning and thank God that I'm I'm blessed to be able sure, to do this type sure. of work. Yeah. Well, you came you came to this series of course you'd already like I said done the video game some of the video game work and uh you were you were Obi-Wan in the Tartatop in the micro series, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's I, that's right. Yeah, that was how I came to it. Yeah. Yeah, um we I remember when that came on I have a friend named Marcus and he called me up mm-hmm. and he's like did they get Ewan to do Obi-Wan for this show? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't oh, know who that is. Cool. I mean, it was just, you know, it was that well done. And 
And uh, but you came to these things as a fan of Star Wars, correct? I mean, like this isn't. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you you weren't like yeah. a total nerd out geek, but like you you <laughs> you came with a with a certain knowledge and respect for the franchise as a whole. Um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was um, I was definitely a fan from day one when it first came out. You know, in in seventy six mm-hmm. and seventy seven seventy six seventy seven. Yeah, I always, I always think 70, well, it was made in 76, right, I guess right. that's why, because now whenever we talk about it in the Lucas land, they always refer to it in 76, yeah, but, um, yeah. so, well, uh, look at you. yeah, I saw it at a drive-in as a kid, oh, and cool. I was like seven years old, yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I had been a fan from that point, and then the new films came out, and I actually, I really liked them, I thought that when you see them all together, it made sense and you know yeah there's always things that you could do mm-hmm. differently but uh you know i'm not george lucas and <laughs> so uh you know i think everybody kind of needs to realize that too when they when they get so critical about it they they take this ownership with it and uh you know he has a right to take ownership with it too because it's all from his mind right. it's so. <laughs> his imagination it's his story yeah. i just i i thought uh, the thing that uh, that fascinates me about the prequels is to see the development of of the most well-meaning little boy into your typical teenager trying to struggle with coming into manhood to, to a man who is, who his life is, is torn by war and, and he's trying to hold on to everything that he thinks he loves so tightly. And, and that ends up being his, his downfall. And, And I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with that being the fall of Darth Vader. I really do. I think that's what it boils down to. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with, seeing the goodness of this character and and seeing the humanity behind that black mask in um, yeah that's a great point steve that that really is a great point i i've never heard it put that way and i i, I totally agree because i do think that most people want to think that you know born from the sludge and slime right. you know it's like no 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 he was a good guy right yeah, yeah he was you know he really was and uh, and that's one of the things the Clone Wars is doing well is showing Anakin as a hero, showing him as a good guy, even though he's 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 at that edge. He's got that edge where he, you know, he knows I can do this. Therefore, I will push the boundaries, and you know, and if I have to, I'll I, I will I will do whatever I I will do what I must, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. um, but uh, but but the show is great. You are great in the show, sir. Obi Wan. Oh, um, I mean, you know, just you. I, I think Jason Swank over the Force Cast has said several times that. You know, you have now taken as much ownership of the role of Obi Wan as you and McGregor or Sir Alec Guinness, you know, ever could. Simply, you know, for no other reason than time spent with the character, and uh, yeah. and, it, and it's such a it's such a phenomenal thing and a joy to watch every week. And so, thank you for being a part of that, and thank you for doing that. Um, oh, please, thank you. You've got this use the force thing going on real quick. Um, yeah, you you were in you 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 stepped in front of the camera for reals. Um, yeah, that was a trip. That yeah. was fun. How, uh, what, what is, what yeah, is that? <laughs> what is Hughes the, Hughes the Force? Hughes the Force is a combination of um, Star Wars and John Hughes films from the 80s that, uh, you know, we grew up uh, yeah. knowing and loving. Um, you know, I'm a huge Ferris Bueller fan and Weird Science, but it's kind of Weird Science meets Star Wars. Yeah. So um, these uh, these two nerds in school that are, you know, Star Wars uh, nerds, they decide to create... Uh, a woman using their princess leia <laughs> slave leia uh, <laughs> action figure and and it works and so uh but yeah there's a nice little cameo in the in a bar there where uh, obi-wan comes yes. in and 
you know, they asked me, uh, JC Reifenberg, the, uh, the director and creator of the whole thing, you know, he, we actually met at the Savaggio press screening out at the Egyptian theater oh, in cool. Hollywood. And we just got to talking and, and he was like, you know, we're putting this together and, and he sent me the script and I really liked it. And he's like, you know, would you be, would you consider doing a cameo in it? And I said, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a chance to uh, grow a beard and put on the <laughs> Obi-Wan costume. And, you know, at the time I did not have my own Obi-Wan costume. I do now. And I wish I had the one that I have now because mine is an exact duplicate of the Clone Wars Obi-Wan costume from this last season. And Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you were I, getting yeah. fitted for that when we were supposed to have dinner. So I kind of have a love-hate oh, relationship right. with that yeah. costume. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so it... Uh, it's very cool to have, but I didn't have that when we did this. I wore one from a museum replicas. It was a nice one, but it was, it, I'm a little guy and it was, uh, it was very big on me, but, <laughs> but nonetheless, I had fun. I grew the beard out and got to be Obi-Wan on, in front of camera. And so, uh, you know, people will get to see it. I, I believe at fan days is when it's going to premiere, although we are having a, a premiere out here in Hollywood as well. Um, this Saturday, this coming Saturday cool. that I'm going to be at. And, um, you know, it's a invitation cast and crew type thing mm -hmm. that they're doing, but I have not seen the finished product yet. So it'll be great for me to actually see it. Uh, but they've just done a great job. Okay. And it's a, you know, it was, it, what started as a fan film, I think really has just become a film, uh, that, uh, hopefully we'll get some more attention than, than that and, and go out there. And, uh, I think we're going to see JC in, in a lot of different capacities, uh, over the coming years as a director and a film, uh, filmmaker. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I hope, to, I hope to be able to see it sooner than later. It's, we have, we have a huge love of John Hughes on this podcast and, yeah, and his oh, movie. Awesome. So yeah, it's it's great. And so when when I heard about that project, I'm like, what a neat project. I wish I'd have thought about that. There's so much that happens <laughs> yeah. that I'm like, man, I wish I thought about that first. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I know. And and John Hughes, yeah, I mean really was uh, such a such a part. If you grew up in the eighties, you know, it was yeah. all John Hughes. It was Home Alone or Planes, Trains and Automobiles or any of, you know, Sixteen Candles. And um I mean you could put any of those movies in at any point in time and just sit there and watch them. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, I, I, I love them. They're, they're comfort food to me. Yep. And he, he, uh, there's not been anybody since that has been able to kind of speak the voice of, uh, the teenagers and just people in general for comedy, I don't think. And that's really kind of a bummer to me because boy, we need some good comedies. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and, and I tell you, you know, I watch a film like the breakfast club and, you know, and, and I work with teenagers and yeah. that's what I do. And, and as I watch that movie, I'm like, even now, in, in 2011, this, this is a group of teenagers sitting around a library. This is kind of what happens eventually. If you stick them in a room long enough together, they're going to form yeah. a bond. They're going to get honest with each other. They're going to, and you're going to have these kids. And it's just, he captured, in that movie particularly, the, the, yeah. the, really the heart and soul of what it is to be a teenager. In any period, you know, since the 80s, it, it's just, they're timeless, um, with yeah. the exception of their wardrobes, and uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, but it it was a real cool project that I was glad to hear about. Well, James, I know you've got uh, you've got to 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 jet off, and um, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to to oh, be on the show. You, it's Steve. been a blast talking, um, just talking voice acting and and geeking out with you about that stuff a little bit. It's been it's been a blast for me. Oh well, it is an honor to be on, and I hope we get to do it again sometime. Because sure. yeah, it is just it's very cool. And we could yeah we could talk all about you know, John Hughes and 80s films uh, and not even mention Star Wars next time and, and talk for another hour. Well, so, I tell you what, we, my, my co-host Derek and I have been talking about doing a, doing a series on John Hughes just, you know, within the show. So we may try to get you on for some of that. Yes, so. please let me know. Yeah. And, uh, a, a 
a privilege and an honor to be on Geek Out Loud. Oh, it's a privilege and honor to have you, sir. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. All right. Hey, it's James Arnold Taylor, voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Fred Flintstone, Johnny Test, and a bunch of others, and you're listening to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out. Yes, like the phoenix rising from the ashes, so the audio rose from apparent doom to bring about what I thought was a pretty well-executed interview, if I do say so myself. But there's still more insanity to go, because my late-night session with Derek wasn't quite over yet. With us, so very important episode, near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, coming soon to a Buck Thompson near you. No, you're not a Buck Thompson. I, he's an inanimate object now. I'm making him he's, other things. He's not an inanimate object. He's he is. A, he's my speakers. He's a person. I'm going to start calling my car Buck Thompson. <laughs> the great Buck Thompson. Let's not get let's not get caught up in adjectives. Let's now. not get crazy. Let's let's, <laughs> let's start with Buck Thompson and see how we feel about it for a year hey, or two, hey. and then we might go, move up to great. Pull back, pull back, pull back. So, well, what's been going on with you, man? Serious business. Well, I'm I was so eating a granola. Right uh, I went grocery shopping tonight. And um, Nature's Valley Granola Thin Crispy Squares with the peanut butter because I'm trying to be healthy. I choked on that. Wasn't as enjoyable as I thought it would be. And now I'm here, so that's pretty much what led me to this point. Talked to you a few times today. Yeah, we have discussed some things today. Mm. I, I don't remember what they were, but... I don't either. You called me one time. I did. I did. I remember that. And I scared you, I think. We texted. I think I scared my, you. My phone's been doing something weird, though. What's that? Like well, sitting I up and it... talking to you? <laughs> hey, I'm Buck. Hey, buddy. Um, let's have a conversation. Oh, no. I found out I found out a really good... I, I figured out a really good idea for you and me to see each other again, but oh. you never... You didn't really seem to like that because you did. never wrote back to it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> That one kind of left Dude, hanging, this so. day has been one of those days where you didn't think you had that, where I didn't think I had that much going on. I didn't think you had that much I thought going on. And then before I know it, I had all so much things going on. All so much things? Yes. So tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, my phone's been um, freezing during like texting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And. Like and cold, I've, I've like, like, it it's so cold, I'm freezing. And when I bring it back, <laughs> so freezing. Somebody turn um, down the air conditioner. When I bring it back on, all my texts are gone. Oh, dude, my droid has been doing that. It's a hysteric virus. It makes me sad. Um, I guess it's really hyped for the new iPhone next week. Yeah. Let's be what it's doing. Is that it's when it's hot. coming out next week? The announcement is a week from today, Tuesday. Mm. Yes. Um. Christmas is the town year. The Star Wars Blu-rays. Holiday... What? That just came out. Right. That's like your Christmas? Yes. Was okay. it not? I, that's a one-time thing. I don't know. Well, I, then it's like... Then it's like my... um. It's like 20 Christmases. It's like... it's Christmas eye. Every disc. Eye. Every disc is like Christmas again. So that's... To me. There's only... How many discs were there? Nine Seven. Discs? 
Nine. There's nine discs. Nine discs. So you got nine years of Christmas. Nine. No, nothing for Steve this year. I know what I'm getting you. Nothing. In one day. No, man. How awesome are they? Great. Did we not? No, because we talked. We led up to it. Yeah. 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 I, just, I thought I had them, but we did. oh, I know what it was. By the time the episode came out, we had them. Right. Yeah. Kind of. I think we did. About a day before. Mm. I'm on Mississippi time. I'm on Krypton time. Right. We're doing 32 Krypton hours. Krypton time. Krypton. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the planet Krypton, we're gonna blow up. Um, <laughs> that was my Jor-El. <laughs> you like that? Ba, 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 ba. We're all gonna die. Did you pack the picnic basket? <laughs> what do you think about Russell Crowe as a floating head? <laughs> Are you ready for that? At my or cinema is ready for that. I don't know. I think um, it's an interesting choice that I would not have expected. The end. Mm. <laughs> Put a period on the end of that. Well, I mean, I was trying to talk Star Wars Blu-rays. You don't seem excited oh, about No, I, we're, we're, we're hopping around. We're jumping. We're happy. We're good what, times. We're definitely to... not bitter about anybody tonight. Oh, my God. This is how things went on for a good you know, 15, 20 minutes us talking and chatting and randomly saying things at some point johnny cash was played and a sky next reference was made which led me to this next thought we should do you know what we should do tell me we should do a tribute song to all the shows that we've talked about on podcast one song for all the shows or (laughs) yeah yeah like you know a verse about smallville a verse about uh, Terminator, a verse about Human Target. Uh, a bridge about Human Target. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was Human Target! <laughs> and back to Smallville. <laughs> you remember that one time with Human Target? No, never mind. We're going back to Smallville. Uh, I, bow, I, I bow to your humor, sir. What ifs, man? It's far, but what it? Stop it! I'm sorry. Stop it. I'm sorry. Stop it. Does Buck say that? No, no, not at all. It's I'm telling. If he you, did, I was going to give you a free pass with it because it's Buck Thompson. It's look, Buck freaking Thompson. Look, Buck would, Buck would say what you're saying right now. Stop. What's it. his real name? Buck. That's not. Does on his birth certificate say Buck? No. Okay. Buckery. No. Buckstifer. <laughs> Buckle. I was really. I was sitting here going, whatever he comes back with, straight face, total straight face. You do not laugh. But I didn't encounter Buckstifer in my vocabulary. <laughs> Buckstifer uh, Robin. Geek <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, out loud, huh? Should we jump into some emails? Should we even try that? Because I, I love the emails. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. You always. I can't believe you guys are talking so deep about this stuff. Oh my gosh, everything's just so... They talked about Jesus. They talk about, like, Clone Wars like it's real. Can you, um, I need to talk to... Um, uh, I was going to think of a really good name for her, but one has... Susan? Let's say Susan. I need to talk to Susan. If you could get her... If I could speak with her for a moment. Who is Susan? Who is Houston. Uh, you had her on the show Sunday, Saturday. She was really raspy and smoked cigarette for years. And years. <laughs> I could talk to Susan. Oh, you no, you mean Aunt Martha? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is she in the? You studio? mean like right now, this minute? If you could get her there, that'd be fantastic. 
The doctor said I'd only have to wear them until after the procedure. Mm, when you know it, the good one dies. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on Ernest. Where is my son? You know, that Ernest fella, he's really a cute guy, and he really makes me happy to watch his movies. Aunt he's, Martha. Yeah, he's he's totally American, and I love America. Aunt Martha, you didn't send me anything for my birthday this year. Sweetheart, I'm sorry. Um, They had a sale down at the uh, tobacco outlet on, on cottons smoke. of cigarettes. Well, I do, though. But you got them for yourself. That's selfish, Aunt well, Martha. Well, I didn't mean to be selfish. It's just I, couldn't res- I can't resist a spell. A sale. It's capitalism. It's American, and I love America. I, I prayed for you. I prayed to Buck Thompson for you. Listen, don't you blaspheme? I didn't. You don't blaspheme into me. I didn't. You don't. You don't buy me a. You do buy me a birthday present you, next I time. I said good day, sir. I, <laughs> have you been talking to the peanuts lady when uh, you were outside? She's a. She's really a charming woman once you get to know her. She swallowed a trombone. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what it's like to go through life and and be known for only one thing. She's an incredible jazz musician. She plays the ass flute? No, she plays the trombone. Oh, so she talks? Yes. Okay. (laughs) She doesn't play the flute. She just opens her mouth. I mean, the trombone. No, she doesn't play the flute at all, baby. I understand that. I said trombone. Listen, hun. I said good day. You need to understand jazz is the only American art form, and I love jazz because I love America. I have no idea what's going on in this podcast anymore, but it's my favorite thing. I got to tell you, nobody knows what's going on in this podcast. I swear to Buck, man. I love it. Swear to me. (laughs) Aunt Martha. (laughs) I'm Batman. That's okay. good stuff. All right. Um, Dark Knight Rises. Should, <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? It's a new Batman movie coming out. <laughs> oh Swear to fuck. New one. Good. <laughs> Swear to me. They didn't, out of nowhere, they just came out with a new movie. Uh, Bane's in it and Catwoman. And, Batwing. Um, Batwing. And, uh, Which is not a character. It's a penguin. Is the penguin in it? Yeah. Wow. I, I, they go by the zoo at one point. There's Is Burgess Meredith playing the penguin? Uh, he's dead, Steve. That's oh, really yeah. inappropriate. It'd be hard to get him. Muppets at Raw. Yes. Oh, my Lanta. We've got to go back and do a straight geek out loud just so I can get genuinely excited about Muppets on WWE Raw. No, I mean like later on, like oh. you know we're you know I'm totally going to re we're going to re-record this episode at some point. You're not putting this out. Are I'll you? put this out, but this is for nothing. I'll put this out, but only as a special treat. To You're you. a special treat. You're yeah, yeah. Anyhow, yes, dude, Muppets on Raw. Maybe going. Well, what if we're going to talk about it again? What's the point in talking about it now? Because what else are we going to talk? When about? will then be now? Soon. And in typical late-night Geek Out Loud recording session, we went from talking about the Muppets on Raw to just how much time-traveling Doctor Who ticks Derek off. It really ticks me off. Yes, I know, and I want you to expound upon that. Go. They go one way, and then they come back, and then they do a loop-de-loop, and we're supposed to believe it's okay. But now, hold on. I think that you're thinking that the Amy and Rory that he dropped... You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. Yeah, I have a real problem with that. Um, Mm. I think that that a lot of people are thinking that the Amy and Rory that he dropped off and left at the house with the car and everything, 
uh-huh. are the Amy and Rory from the, they're in the timeline from the very first episode of the season. But they're no, not. No, I'm not thinking that. Okay. I'm not thinking that at okay. All. all right. I have no problems with where he dropped them off. He can drop them off before they bought that. I don't care. Yes. Where they went to. I care where we ended up in closing time. Closing time. Open. Why do you always do that to me? Because I can't sing. I but I, I feel like I sound pretty good with you. I but then you to take me home. Moments lost. Um, what, what do you mean? I mean, he ended up right where he needed to at closing time. This was where, but where he's What's headed that? to America. Where? America, I love America. Shut where? up, <laughs> shut up, hey, get out of here. Hey, where was he? In he was in Britain. When was he? Uh, 2011? 2011. No. Yes. You're telling me that in the week that they got back, yes, she became a model. Yes. No, 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 no. He dropped them off a few months early. So he went ahead a few months. Yes. Why? I mean, Why? he did a lot of Why? traveling and stuff Why? in that time. He did a lot of traveling and stuff in that time. I mean, you know, you he's had he went he did a lot of things. I like time travel on this show. And he told Stormageddon that, you know, he wanted to go see those those galaxies line up. Store of a kid. <laughs> but he didn't make it. But he didn't make it. What, um, what, 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 here, uh, you know what I don't like about the time travel rules on this show? What's that? They just, there are no time travel rules right. on this well, show. Well, that's because time is not linear. Well, it's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wobbly. Right. That's the only. That's how they explain everything on the show. It's either wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, or perception filter. There's no science. Well, there are some fixed points in time that cannot be changed. You're a fixed point in time. Um, the Time War, Pompeii. They just choose them at random. That works for us this week. We will do it here. Well, I mean, he's what, not gonna die. But what other? Okay, think about this. What other television show that surrounds itself with time travel has actual time travel rules that they stuck Terminate. to? Mm, yeah. Smallville, Smallville, but that, but it didn't center around and focus around uh, as a constant thing. You did not put that as a factor, or that's what I meant. That's what I no, meant. No, no, you asked me specifically what show dealt with time travel, and I gave you Smallville because there are at least what three instances on that series. Four, one, Homecoming, Reckoning. Um, the first one I remember was Reckoning, and it really ticked me off. Well, you, your face. Did Reckoning not bother you? Why? Because we lost Jonathan when we should have lost Lana? Right, but... Well, there is that. But no, we shouldn't have lost anyone. Well, we did, and then Because when, and when he went back in time, it was so easy to if rectify Clark that... If had just married Chloe, none of this would have happened. This is what I've been saying all along! Why did those two get No, when, when he what? goes back yeah. to, to get Lana, to save Lana... All he has to do is tell her again everything and, and explain to her, I just came back from the future where you died because you went to check on Lex and he was drunk. That's a lot to take in. Hey, I'm an alien from the planet Krypton. It blew up. I came here. I just She came back handled it pretty well, dude. 
but she didn't handle all that information at once when it actually came out. Yeah, and, she and did. all that happened over like a long period of time, like Dude, we see in, in Promise, where no. she sees the powers. But it's still, you know, season seven before things are right. But in Reckoning, friend, yeah, okay, he took her to the fortress. Yep. He, yeah, but he didn't have to tell her about time travel then. But he he should have and been like, so you need to trust me. I'm giving. I'm laying all my cards on the table and trust me. Stay with me tonight. Do not go to Lex's. Do not leave my side. But somebody had to die because he didn't go back to the fortress in time by sunset. I'm just saying, like they really complicated matters. The fort well, sun- sunset was in the beginning of that season, and that's why somebody died. The life force that was returned to him will be taken from another. I got that. I understand that. And what um, but what I'm saying is, is, is yeah. there was a lot of drama that didn't have to be drama. Well, it's it's a, it's a team drama. All because he wouldn't have a conversation. Just because we're 20 and 30 years old doesn't mean anything. Well, you know, I'm well, just saying. Do you watch a lot of PBS? Mm, not really. <laughs> Should I? It's getting really intense there for a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I was know. thinking. We, we've never had a really heated argument. What's something we both feel really strongly about but are on opposite points of view on? Um, I don't know. It's got to be something that you like and I don't. Well, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this whole Doctor Who thing with you. Well, okay, there you go. You're you're defending it, and I am tearing the wall down, Mr. Gorbachev. Listen, you... (laughs) We love the 80s so much, we make political references. (laughs) Um, Thousand points of light. (laughs) Read my lips. City on a hill. Um... No. Ain't Martha doing Ross Perot? Was that? No, listen. Oh, shit, doing Ross Perot? You mean Ronald Reagan? I mean, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Ronald Reagan. Reagan smash. I don't mean, Reagan <laughs> smash. Um, He'll tire himself out. <laughs> shh. Um, I'm not supposed to talk with the teachers talking. Okay, you know that I had problems with the first part or with this whole second half of this season you know i've had problems ever since the big reveal at the season mid-season finale you you don't like river song i do not like River because you're racist oh my gosh no that has nothing to do with it sexist no that's probably more along the truth (laughs) um (laughs) let's be honest steve aids women let's be ladies ladies um, no, serious business. I, Pull I back have, the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is all falling apart. In I my know, hands. but I'm loving every freaking single handedly destroyed Geek Out Loud. No, uh, no, no, it's taken two of us. You're right. Um, why don't we put this out as she won 75? Here it is. Oh, <laughs> please, please. Oh, my Lanta. You've been that, waiting for six That months. would be the greatest thing. You remember Civil War? This That's is even frick. better. <laughs> please, please, please. You but, know, but they enjoy this when we're actually just like, you know, us. Do they really? I don't know. They I'm not really to. being me right now because, like, I'm so scared of what's going to happen next. <laughs> I'm is Joe Humrick going to show up? <laughs> I'm walking on thin ice because I'm like, I don't know what turn this whole conversation's going to take because no matter what I say, Derek's going to take it somewhere. And I don't, and it's just like, we're not going to any dark places. No, no, not dark. No, not darkness, but like just craziness. And I stop it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm in that tunnel in Willy Wonka. There's no earthly way of knowing. (laughs) Direction we are going. What is that? That's, 
crackling. That's a rapper. That's the best I can do for a sound effect. Oh. This is the Grizzly Reaper showing. Anyhow, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps going! And going! Um, yes? Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor you, you, you are sexist. That's where we left off. I'm not a sexist, lady. You said you were. No, I was joking. That oh, was a I'm joke sorry. on my part. I, I can't ever tell with you. Uh, apparently. Um, you lost an in buck two. <laughs> no, it's Derek Thompson. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Go out on top. Always leave them one more. This is Derek Thompson. Get out loud. This is Terry Thompson for the Geek Hawkins Show. <laughs> In the words of George Costanza, you've got to go out on top. And um, and I think that's what we'll do with this episode. You can't beat a, a verbal mess up like that by me. But I'll end with this. Dear listeners, sometimes podcasting gets a little bit out of hand. There are audio mix-ups, lost files, and sometimes late nights just get to be a little too late, and people get to be a little too silly. But isn't that what this whole geek thing is about? Having fun. If you love Doctor Who, if you love Smallville... If you love Star Wars, heck, even if you love Star Trek, and maybe even Twilight. The point is this. We've always said the minute this stops being fun is the minute we stop doing it. And I gotta tell you, as out of control as things got, even though we never got to any emails at all, as much editing as I had to do, Geek Out Loud was fun. And Geek Out Loud will continue to be fun. You keep geeking out about what you enjoy. Keep celebrating what you love and just letting go the things that bother you. Life's too short to get mad about a Facebook change or Darth Vader yelling no before he throws the Emperor over the pit. Life's too short to get angry about River Song being a baby who doesn't get raised by her parents. Life's too short to get too confused about Doctor Who time travel rules. So what do we say? Just enjoy it. And as you enjoy it, make sure that you remember this is your safe place to geek out. I have no idea what's coming down the pipe. I wish I could tell you. But I can guarantee you this. It'll be fun. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Geek Out Loud. Special, special thanks to James Arnold Taylor, whose audio was almost lost. We really appreciate him coming on. You can email us at geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. We're also on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geekoutloud, and the Twitter, twitter.com forward slash geekoutloud. This is Steve coming in behind a late-night recording session with myself and Derek. And uh, for Derek, I will say uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Geek Out Loud 
Podcast.